Defense killer Metcalf strikes again. Delvin Cook puts on his big boy pants. Justin Herbert continues his great run. And Cooper Cup had 21 targets. Welcome to the Dynasty Mafia podcast, everybody. I am your host, Antonio Denisi. With me, as always, Eric and Keenan. What's going on tonight, fellas? You know, I'm loving those 21 targets for Cooper Cup. He's my man. That's your man's. That's your man's for sure. Finally getting some love. Yeah, that was real nice. Um, you know, I just want to mention something, pizza boy. Nice uh, butt kicking we, me and Wayne gave you this past week, right? Uh, our league of record had some issues this week. We have some scoring adjustments to make. Yeah, yeah, pizza uh, boy. Because <laughs> I'm currently sitting in last place, which, you know, isn't going too hot for me. But we're going to make it work. You got pretty lucky. Last lucky. week, that's all I got to say. Lucky. <laughs> you got lucky that Robinson and uh, and Scary Terry were on a bye. You know, I've been just getting smacked with injuries, smacked with COVID. And this week with buys of the Bengals, Browns, Rams, Eagles, uh, I'm just getting hit even harder. So my uh, one win is looking pretty strong. I'm pretty sure it was the, f- the yeah. first week, too. So. <laughs> Hopefully other people out there feeling the same stress as me. Uh, keep moving though. You can still be six and seven. We got five weeks left. I can't believe it's week nine already. I just I can't I, believe it. I looked at it today. I feel like I feel like it was just like week three, like yesterday. It really was like uh, the end of September. I don't know where October went at all. Yeah. Oh, not yeah. not at all. Like uh, every week, I'm looking forward to Sunday, of course. But uh, I'm just I'm just not sure how we how we're here. How we got five weeks left. Playoffs are coming. Uh, I'm really having to push in all of my leagues uh, to try and make some trades. You got to make sure you're staying active. This is the time to know what you're doing uh, and what kind of team you're going to have and what kind of run you want to make. Because, uh, like I said, you're, you're, you're there. You're in the weeds now. You you're, you have had eight games already. You know how your team's going to do. COVID is now really hitting the NFL hard, as we saw last night with uh, the Packers and San Francisco game. Uh, so we just, you gotta be ready. You gotta be ready for anybody to jump in and play. Uh, so another good episode we got going on today. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about some of the injuries that hit, unfortunately, George Kittle going down. Uh, we got some rest of season buy sells. We have, uh, the SS Streamboat back in getting ready for another voyage. Uh, we have another, a new segment called the Dr. Worry Wart. We're going to go over some players that uh, might show some signs of being worried and, and kind of go over what we think may happen for them. And then, of course, our, our impressive stresses will close it out with that. So should be a great one. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Make sure you're following me at Antonio Denisi FF. That's D-O-N-I-S-I. You can find Keenan at Keenan underscore 716 and Eric at Eric D underscore FF. How was your week? How was your week, fellas? Um, besides a couple injuries in fantasy, uh, week's pretty good though. Um, you know, trying to battle through the, the big injury for me is George Kittle. Um, when that when I heard it was eight weeks this, earlier this week, I I kind of cried a little bit because I traded for him in a couple leagues, and I drafted him in a couple leagues. So, and this is where I kind of want to go on my rant here. I, um, I know I told you guys that I'm never drafting tight ends early ever again, and I'm sticking to that. And here's the thing. This hit me this past week. For the last 
how many years have we heard don't draft quarterbacks early, don't draft quarterbacks early. Um, and I'm going to say don't draft tight ends early because Mark Andrews is screwing me in a few leagues. Now Kittle's going to screw me. It's if you waste that pick on a top tight end and that t- tight end doesn't pan out, you're pretty much screwed. Where you're more likely to hit on a good running back. I don't know. Where I mean, I drafted Mark Andrews in two leagues, and and I decided to to try to. Sh- so it, this would happen. I I went I went and grabbed a tight end early, and then I waited for a quarterback. And in both of those leagues, I'm not going to make the playoffs because I put all my money in Mark Andrews or drafted him in second, third, fourth round, whatever it was. Took away my depth at possible depth that I could have had at running back, which is probably more important than a tight end. And then trying to stream a quarterback this year has been a pain in the butt. Where where leagues where I have Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or Josh Allen, I'm sitting pretty. I'm going to the playoffs. Where leagues where I'm trying to where I'm playing Matthew Stafford, who's been inconsistent to start the year. year. Um, he had a couple good games lately. And then Matt Ryan has been a big bust for me. I've tried the Ryan Tannehill route. He just – I think he's kind of cooled down. So I'm kind of sh- starting to shift gears now how I want to approach m- next year already. So I, I do kind of think that this year is an outlier, though. Uh, yeah, I guess. For the quarterback part, because I, I hardly agree with you. You know that's what I do. I wait on quarterback and tight ends. Usually my first 10 or 11 picks are all running back and wide receivers. But – the tight ends this year are finally doing something. Usually it is a very scarce position and the difference between the top two tight ends and the third is usually massive. This year, it's a lot closer. Uh, This year you've had 20 plus tight ends that have performed as wide receiver or tight end ones, but the quarterbacks, I agree with you that I regret not drafting early ones. Uh, Russell Wilson, I would consider was a late quarterback because he went around quarterback four and five in a lot of my drafts. And uh, like I had mentioned, I had him as my quarterback three going into the season. But still, for me, I was like, you know what? I love Matt Ryan. I love Jared Goff. Um, I loved, you know, the Ryan Tannehill coming through. So those were, like you said, what I did. But this year, it's definitely going to be an outlier. The average quarterbacks putting up uh, a quarterback one is almost 25 plus points a week. That's not normal. Um, I know we're, we're becoming a more passing game, but it's also uh, through week seven was the highest scoring week in NFL history or weeks uh, through seven weeks. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how we progress. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I was looking at all my teams and I was really annoyed that the teams where I did take a tight end early, I wait that those teams don't have any running back depth where I'm, you know, playing. I don't even know who I'm playing. I played freaking Adrian Peterson, a couple leagues starting him. You know, he, he had, he was getting those carries where I'm like looking at myself, I'm like, well, if I didn't draft Mark Andrews in the fourth round, I could have had a running back at that spot. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I didn't, I didn't really go tight end early at all, and um, I don't think that's been a reason for dismay. Like we said, COVID injuries. This this season, just in general, is just such a weird year uh, because you can't you can't do much if you lose everybody. With all the injuries we've lost, with Saquon, CMC, MT, uh, or sorry, Michael Thomas, uh, all of the big just players of injured injured in general. I mean, I don't know what you're going to do. Godwin's been in and out. Evans has had his issues, you know, uh, speaking of which though, CMC. Yeah. uh, Well, actually I, I wanted to kind of disagree with both of you on the tight end thing. Um, like Antonio, you said 
you know, tight ends have been a, been better this year. Um, and I want to disagree with that take. And then Keenan, I want to disagree with your take with drafting tight ends early. Um, I could get with you on Mark Andrews. You know, if he doesn't turn it around going forward, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about him. But I'm still taking Kelsey and Kittle early. Uh, I took I took them early in a lot of leagues this year. Obviously, you know it sucks with Kittle, but I mean you can't you can't predict injuries. Uh, and then if you look at Travis Kelsey, he's scoring forty points more than the next closest tight end, and he's scoring almost over almost sixty points more than the tenth tight end. Uh, so Travis Kelsey, I'm still taking him high until he doesn't do it. Um, well, yeah, do you want to say something? The thing, the yeah. Thing I say though, you you said that we're kind of going off of. We're kind of going off subject here, but um, you said, you know, despite you can't predict injuries or whatever, but my thing is when it comes to injuries at any position, like say running, like running back, for example, if you grabbed a handcuff, you're pretty much not losing. You're not losing that much production. Look at, look what, what happened with CMC and then Mike Davis, you plug in Mike Davis. If you would have grabbed Mike Davis, you had pretty much CMC. Close, close to CMC production in some games, where George Kittle goes down. Who, what are you? Do you? Ha- I, I know you, you in one league have Kelsey and Kittles, right? Is that or is it Andrews and Kelly Kittle? So you I have two. Kittle goes there. down. You have you still have Kelsey, okay? But say you did draft Kittle, and like I have Kittle in my league, in one league, and now he's out for eight weeks. There's no handcuff for tight ends. Because whoever's getting plugged in there is not going to get those George Kittle um, points. I, I make- get that. I get that. But, I mean, historically running back right. hurt so much more. I, than I, I think what, what I meant to say, though, too, was the, the point where all tight – like there are so many tight ends that can be plugged and played this season that have been yeah. coming up. You know, like Richard Rodgers has stepped up. Uh, Robert Long Tunyon has stepped up. Uh, you have um, Logan Thomas. Um, yeah, Logan Thomas was great. Trey Burton is now showing up. Mo Ali Cox. I agree. There's more streamers. No, but I that's just, what I was stream, saying. But overall, they're all pretty bad. Right. If you go Kelsey Kittle, that's. I mean, yeah, I agree. I disagree with Keenan. The part of you know, if you like Kelsey Kittle early, I get it because that's fine. I just personally don't go that route. But um, he's right though. Where if one does go down, but that's when you're drafting Kittle. Where you are though, you're almost drafting him as a wide receiver. Same. But way yeah, Kelsey. but that's my well, point. Wide though, receiver. You. It's hard. You used you used it, you but you use him to play it play him at that tight end spot, Kittle, and he goes down. You you're almost it's almost impossible for you to replace Kittle's production. Uh, more seasons, yeah. Every other season, yeah, I'd agree with you. This season is where that outlier is, where I think well, you'll I mean, be able you're, to find. You're, you're not going to find yes the massive production, but the gap to fill Kittle. Let's say I think Kittle's at 16 points a game right now. You could find another tight end to get you eight to ten, if not twelve. But but on a normal season, you're, you're, you're finding those streamers though, and right. but those streamers can also to. get one to two points. Like Logan yeah. Thomas has a couple games where he's got one or two points. Yeah, they could. You you will be forced to stream. Let's move yes. on. I just wanted to get that off my chest. You know? I got gotcha. you. Yeah, move on. Move on. We're good. Yeah. That's sorry, guys. All right. No, that's okay. So, you know, as we were talking though, uh MT Michael Thomas and CMC are back. The long awaited return. Neither have played since week one. We're anticipating obviously CMC to play, but everything seems to be a green light for that. Um so I, I'm pretty excited for those two guys to come back. I know uh, I have uh, Michael Thomas in a lot of leagues, and Keenan, you got CMC in a bit of them. What's so that? I, know, I said I think you got CMC in a bit of yours, don't you? Uh, one or two. So yeah. I know I'm. 
I'm happy about it, but I'm not also. You know, I had Mike Davis, too, in a few few leagues, so I'm losing him there. So, Well, that's what actually I did this week. I went and looked at a lot of the teams that had Mike Davis, and I was trying to see if any of them had a replacement running back after CMC comes back, and if they weren't, I was trying to throw some trade offers around. So Thankfully, that was, I, uh, do. Thankfully I do. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> and the bright side is Leonard Fournette is starting to get more carries. So. Yeah, can, we'll talk a little bit more about I him. I him in on there, too. True. Because I have a bunch of stocks in him. (laughs) Like I said, we'll get to him. Uh, But, yeah, George Kittle, unfortunately, the sad news, as we were kind of saying, that he is out for eight weeks, basically the rest of the season. Uh, I'd be dropping him in any leagues. I wouldn't be wasting an IR spot on him unless it's a keeper league because, you know, you're probably going to need it for somebody else. Uh, Did he say he was going to try to come back three weeks? Kittle himself. I know he wants to try and come back this season. Uh, they think I said the six to eight weeks before, and then it was said more closer to eight. So I don't know. It, it just stinks. Uh, Jordan making the playoffs. So they, they best might. case scenario, you're playing a limited Kittle in your championship game. I think. I mean, yeah. yeah which you know, he comes back. Do you really want to play him if they still don't know if he's fully healthy? Who, who knows? But I, I just he's a drop for me. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's out for the rest of the season too, so he lost his starting quarterback. So they now have don't have the rest of the season. I, I think they're probably they may sorry, they may sit him the rest of the season if um he doesn't oh, come back. Man. Yeah, sorry, that was uh talked about, but so they've they're out there starting quarterback, starting running backs, starting wide receiver, starting tight end, uh, and they're still four and four right now. So they're a well coached team. Uh, it's a next man up scenario all the time for them. So just keep. I don't know if I can say you can really – I mean, you obviously started hasty yesterday. Um, we don't know what the outcome is as it's Thursday night that we're recording. Also, you have started on that 49ers team besides hasty. I, I think that's about it. Like, you can't trust McKinnon. Oh, actually, I did start Jordan Reed. I lied. I think you have to start Reed because of the two touchdowns that he had earlier uh, this season. Hopefully, he could stay healthy, and then you'll see what Ross Dwelly does. Um, yeah, but – Can they, I say something about McKinnon? It's like – have you ever yeah. heard anybody be out for sore legs or get like no work in a game for yeah. sore legs? Yeah, LeBron James. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, it sounds a lot better than uh, I sat him because he stinks. So they, I guess they have to respect him in that aspect. That's my that's my assumption. But, yeah, it's almost like they're the replacements with Keanu Reeves coming in at quarterback if uh, Nick Mullins doesn't do so well. Bring some Shane Falco. Uh, Chris Godwin had a cast on his hand, but was a full participant in walkthroughs. Bruce Arians said uh, they'll know more today uh, if he can even catch a ball. But I, I think he's probably going to play on Sunday um, with AB coming in and uh, Evans obviously playing. So we're going to talk about that uh, in a few minutes. But Miles Gasson is also out for three weeks with a knee injury. Who are you starting over him? Are you starting Jordan Howard or are you starting uh, Matt Burita, Patrick Laird? I picked up Burita in a couple leagues. I think he's – I thought I, I, we all thought he was going to be the starter there or at least split carries with Jordan uh, Howard. They just might – they just don't like Jordan Howard, I don't think, because he's been a healthy scratch for a while – for a couple weeks now. So I, I think it was I, just more so because they like Gaskins a lot. Yeah, but. same role. But, um, I mean, I guess spoil one of my streamers. Um, it's actually Jordan Howard if he's active. Because when he's active, he, he gets the goal line touches. 
Um, and you know, I could easily see him falling into the end zone uh, in this game. So, I mean, we'll talk more about it. He's falling in. It's like tripping over the line, over the yeah, line and falling in. He'll fall in there. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm also. I picked up Breida too. I think that's uh, that's who they're gonna play, and they may use Howard in the goal line because of it. But I think Breida's gonna get most of the. Cap- I don't know, man. I I've had enough of people saying they're gonna use Breida, Breida, whatever. I mean, I, I don't, I'm done with it. Howard's. I think Howard's I'm not too sluggish Breda in the league. I'm just not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely avoid them for right now. But you gotta, you have to yeah, pick up somebody. Yeah, yeah, you had to pick up somebody if you were, if you, especially if you had him, had Gaskin. Uh, but, you know, that kind of will lead us, though, to our segment of Dr. Worrywart, like we were talking about, you know, worrying about some players uh, and maybe what their, their outlook is for rest of season. But we were just talking about the Tampa Bay wide receivers. I want to start with them because Tom Brady right now is currently third in the league in passing touchdowns with 20. He was second before last week, which I don't know if a lot of people knew. Um, Russell Wilson was only ahead of him. But the thing is, Scotty Miller is the one who has the most receiving yards for Tampa Bay, and no wide receiver on the Titan on the, the the Bucks is higher than wide receiver nineteen, which is Mike Evans. So I have to ask you, Tom Brady's probably only going to get better with AB coming in. But do you see any of these wide receivers finishing as a top fifteen wide receiver rest of season, Eric? Yeah, I mean. I'm really I'm not as worried as everybody is on Mike Evans. Um, do I think you need to, you know, kind of change your expectations on what he's going to do for the rest of the year? Yeah, definitely. But I don't know. I think I think Scotty Miller can kiss all of his targets goodbye once AB's in there. Um, I mean, obviously that's if Godwin is healthy as well, because it'll it'll be Godwin, Evans, and AB for sure. But I don't know. I mean, I think. If AB is 60 or 70% of what he was before, he's going to take a lot of pressure off of Evans and Godwin as well. Um, but at the same time, it's just they're spreading the ball around so much. It's it's tough. Uh, See, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm completely the other way when it comes to Mike Evans. I, if I had him, I, I'd almost consider not starting him if I had a better option. Um, he's just not getting the targets that we we all thought he would be getting. Um, I mean, he's had four games out of eight that he saw two or less receptions, and out of those out of those um, four games, he saw four or less targets. Um, so, I mean, I I don't know what I don't know what's going on. Even even with Godwin being out, you would have thought that he'd be getting more receptions in those games, and he didn't this past week um he had five reception for 55 yards and the touchdown that great touchdown grabbed it in the back of the end zone saved him for fantasy purposes but is it saving him if he's got seven touchdowns now i mean i know we're going to talk a little bit about another potentially touchdown. i don't think it's i mean he still had seven targets he he had the second most targets on the league and uh he's been this was last week, and Jaden Mickens had eight targets. He had one more target. I don't know why. I mean, Mickens is nothing special. I mean, that's not. He was the slot happen. guy for the moment. I mean, Evans has been playing in the slot too, with the absence of Godwin. But that's just what it was. It was a next man up, like you know Brady has always been doing. Uh, but I think that Godwin will now get those targets. Antonio Brown will come in and get 
I think they can all see seven to 10 targets a game and they're just going to rotate touchdowns. Come on, Antonio. He's gotten games where he's seen two targets without, without those guys in the lineup. Yeah. And some of those games that we already, as we talked about, you know, last week that he he was injured in those games, but he still was getting the red zone. Godwin was in the lineup though. There's yeah, there was two when he had him. Because um, when God I was, say I, one I, of will them was be, Carolina, I will be honest though. when I when I or looked Chicago. at it and I saw that, you know, the three games he played with Godwin before it was like last week I was looking. He was wide receiver fifty-seven in those games, which obviously worries me. But it's still such a small sample size that I think, you know, Tom Brady's going to go to who he trusts, and he's been playing more with Evans throughout the year. He's obviously built trust up with him. That's why I'm not worrying as much as other people, and I'm only tempering my expectations. Yeah, and I understand, you know, the worry. There's little worries for him, and then adding that dynamic player like Antonio Brown that make him worry more. But out of the eight games he's played, he's only got under 14 points, three of them. He's got over 14, uh, the other five. And the three games where he struggled, one was Chicago, where he was the first wide receiver to get a touchdown. One was the first week in New Orleans where we know he was injured, and then against last, and then against Green Bay. Um, I mean, actually, Chicago he didn't really struggle because he got the touchdown. I'm sorry. So Green Bay and Vegas, two of the last three weeks, is where it didn't look so hot for him, uh, where he had the two targets. So uh, I, I don't know. I think that he's. And then I do- think, and then I want to mention the one where he only had two targets but two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, it just it was kind of a weird game. I don't know. I mean, that that's never going to happen where somebody gets two targets, two touchdowns. Again. But I like, think you guys are also forgetting that. You know who's uh, come out of the, come out of um, come out of the dead pretty much is Rob Gronkowski. He has, but Evan still was getting the end zone I mean, targets. And so was Rob, though. I mean, I know, but that's the point is he's spreading it properly now. But uh, now my thing is, now what happens when you have an AB? a Godwin, a Mike Evans, a Gronk, all getting those touches. And you got to be a little worried. Look at when, this though. When Scotty Miller has six less targets than Mike Evans in the season, you got to be a little you got to be a little worried. Look at this though. Look at this the last week. He threw the ball to nine different receivers and threw well, the ball. That's my point. Times. He's spreading the ball around. Yeah, but I know I, I said that. Now, now I think that's now but listen, but listen. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But listen. <laughs> AB's going to come in. He's going to take over Scotty. I'm sorry. Scotty Miller, he's going to lose targets. I mean, AB's going to be going to be in there. Those are AB. Tyler targets. Johnson, he's not going to get as many targets as he was getting. Mickens, he's not going to get targets when Godwin comes back. So all these guys are in there, and Evans still led the league in receiving – or, sorry, led the team in receiving. And even if you insert AB and Godwin, you can still give them eight and six targets. And, and then Evans can still lead the team in receiving. Like there, there's enough targets to go around. You just there's such a small sample size in saying that he's not getting the targets with Godwin in there that we need to see more before we actually. Because there's people, there's legit fantasy analysts on Twitter saying to drop Mike Evans, and it's just absurd. Like it's not to that point yet, and we don't need to worry that much yet. Uh, I definitely agree with you. Keenan's worried. We're not worried. We're going to see how this weekend plays out with those guys. Uh, but there's a very, very good chance Brady throws for over 40 touchdowns, like somebody on the show did say before the season. You're welcome. Uh, let's move on to the next one, though. I really want to talk about this guy, Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have a 100-yard game yet, but he is wide receiver five. He is one of six wide receivers with seven touchdowns. And you want to know why I'm not worried about him, but I'm worried about Mike Evans? 
Yeah, do tell. All right. That offense can score 40 points, and Tyreek Hill can get a touchdown almost every game. That's why I'm not worried about Tyreek Hill. And his touchdowns are going to be 30, 40, 50 yards at, uh, most likely. See, but I don't see – how come Tyreek can get a touchdown every game, but Mike Evans can't? Exactly. There's only been one game this That's year. Not... Mike Evans has not gotten a touchdown, I believe. Has there been more? I think it was only one game. I believe you are accurate. I'll vet that in one second. Actually, there was – he had a receiving touchdown in all game but two. It was the last two oh, games we were just – the two of those last three we just referred to where he just had the two targets. Um, but, yeah, he's had a game in, in almost uh, touchdown almost every game. Tyreek Hill has not had one in one game. Um, uh, two games, sorry, as well. So I, I, the reason why I've, I was talking about it, I tweeted this out uh, earlier this week. And then, and then he scored two touchdowns. I saw that. Well, it was after he scored um, that I posted the tweet where he's had no 100-yard receiving game. He has no game with seven catches or more. Six games with six targets or less, but he's only been worse than wide receiver 25 once. So he's been extremely consistent because he's getting the touchdowns, which I understand Patrick Mahomes is throwing. He's a 40 touchdown candidate every year. So that's great. My little fear with Tyreek Hill, though, is that he doesn't continue to be a wide receiver five rest of season. Because if he has, he's been, he's a double digit. He's one of the wide receivers every year. You can say, hey, he's going to get double digit touchdowns. But what if he only gets four the rest of the season? only tops 100 yards once, he might actually hurt you. I'm not saying this is not a a panic sale conversation. This is just keep your eyes out, maybe recognize some things you didn't know. This actually, like I was telling you earlier, kind of like the argument with Hollywood and the touchdowns, how he hasn't gotten any touchdowns, and we think touchdowns are going to be coming his way going forward. Tyreek hasn't gotten any 100-yard games, and you know he has these games with few targets – to me, kind of makes me feel like he might be getting more of that coming fo- going forward. He, you know, he he's gonna have a hundred yard game at some point this season, which means that's gonna be coming within the next eight games, and he could be multiple of them. Um, yeah, he needs to have his breakout game. He always will. Uh, it is, is coming. I think the difference though between those between Mike Evans and and Tyreek is Tyreek Hill Hill is getting targets almost is getting targets every game. He's got six or more targets every game. Where Evans is not has games, four games where he's had two or less. I will say on a worry scale, I'm definitely would be more worried about Evans than Hill. And then, one to ten, um, how worried are you? About and then Antonio, you're saying you're, most worried. You're saying about he who? has he hasn't Can, had a game. I'm a zero zero worried for Tyree Kill. You you said that he hasn't had a hundred yard game um yet, but he's got had a ninety eight and a ninety nine. Hey, it's not a hundred. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about Tyreek. Not worried about Tyreek. I was Kelly. just talking. I was just trying to like compare him to Evans. But I mean, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not really worried about Evans as much either. More so, just tempering expectations. But all right. Well, like I said, just wanted to bring that awareness to to Tyreek Hill so far. And in half I'm, point, Tyreek is the wide receiver three. Yep, and that's yeah. That's where those those high touchdowns will help you out. Uh, so another one I want to talk about Ezekiel Elliott. He does not have a 100-yard rushing game this season. He had seven last year. And he's also got no touchdowns in the last three weeks. Are you worried about Ezekiel Elliott when you have, excuse me, when you have someone like uh, 
I don't know, the AAF MVP, Garrett Gilbert. Maybe you have, you know, the Italian pony, Ben DiNucci. Uh, uh, then you got, you know, Cooper going to find my gold rush coming in. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are you going to do with Zeke if the boxes are stacked? I'm glad I didn't draft him in redraft leagues. I'll tell you that right now. So, uh, all right, uh, with zero to ten, how worried are you? Ten. Ten? Ten. I, it's just, listen. Who the hell? Who's their quarterbacks again? Ben DiNucci and and sounds like a kid we went to high school with, and uh, and some Rush guy. Yeah, Cooper like, Rush. They might start. Ben DiNucci might start. Garrett Gilbert play, might start. They're gonna play eight in the box. Yeah, and especially like, they're playing Pittsburgh this week. I mean, uh, sneak sneak preview at our our, our stresses here. He's one of mine. Um, he stole him from me. But yeah, I, I'm. It's very tough, though, because Zeke is one of the guys that is going to get 20-plus touches still. And it's very tough for me to say, hey, let's move a player that is on pace still for 300-plus touches. But he's not getting the catches either. That's what he was getting uh, prior to uh, Dak getting injured. But, I mean, not as much as we were expecting. But in the last four weeks, let me just tell you, I mean, in the last four weeks, he only has – or let's go over three weeks. Sorry, two, two, and zero. Oh no, I'm reading that wrong. I'm sorry. He had two targets, eleven, then two and two. So three out of the last four, he's had two targets. You can't do much with that. Uh, you know, he got a touchdown in one of the weeks, which saved people. But besides that, he had twelve and six points in PPR. Uh, and they still have their bye week. So you have five games left for the playoffs. It's Pittsburgh this week, then a bye. So you can't really count on him for the next two weeks. Then it's at Minnesota, home to Washington, and at Baltimore. I can't I believe I'm saying know. this, but I legitimately think I would take James Robinson straight up for Zeke right now. Oh, you know, what do you take him back? I was going to ask you guys. Robinson. I didn't look, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, no, I want to say, yes. though, for me, my worried scale, I'm, you know, you know Keenan's a 10. I'm going to go at a 5. I'm worried – but like you said, he's he's going to have a guaranteed workload, which makes me not as worried. Kind of like Evans, you need to temper your expectations for him. He's not going to be a top five guy. He's not getting the catches. Um, and he's going to have stacked boxes on him. But like you said, he's going to be getting the guaranteed workload. So, yeah. Well, if you're a team that needs wins, if you're a team that's in fifth or fourth place, I really think you need to consider selling Ezekiel Elliott because he's not at a point where – I think you're going to get like that. Someone's coming at you, hoping to buy low. I don't think. I think people are reading the writing on the walls that he looks worrisome. But I think you could still get a good package for him, uh, good players you, for him. What do you think happens though if Dalton comes back in like two weeks? I still don't think he's going to be getting a lot of pass catches, and I also don't think that's necessarily. We saw Dalton play for a game and a half, and he really didn't help Zeke out. Um, but again, as we just said, if you need wins, he's playing Pittsburgh this week, and then he's on a bye. So you're playing – you're not sitting Zeke this week probably, but you're not playing him next week. So you need to figure out another move, which if you can trade him for, like you said, James Robinson, they're both fourth and fifth in PPR right now, Zeke and Robinson. So I think if one of them has a better chance of keeping the production up, it's going to be Robinson, and they're both going to get similar touches. So maybe you can get a Robinson plus for Zeke. Um, when did Dalton get hurt? Was it – what game was that? Was it the – Two weeks Arizona? ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. Oh. When they played against uh, Arizona. Arizona. I thought well, it was... so three weeks now. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I mean, Eric might have a point there. He said, you said, what happens when Dalton comes back? That game that Dalton played. Oh, oh no, it was Washington. I'm sorry. Was yeah, it Washington? Dalton has COVID now, I think. Yeah, he played in Washington. Did, he, did, he, play, who, did he play the Arizona game? Or did, yeah, what, he did. Dalton played that. Was that his first start? That was his first start, yeah, because he had to fill in for Dak. He had 10 five. targets, 8 receptions that game. No, he, it wasn't his first start. He had yeah, he had 11. Oh, he had 11 he came into the game the week after was his first start. Oh, okay. So the Washington game was his first start. Okay, never mind. Yeah, where he did – well, no. Yeah. The It was the Arizona game was his first start. He got he started injured. started from the beginning of the game? Yeah, Dak got injured in the Giants Oh, yeah, because they beat the Giants. Oh, I thought – Yeah, Zeke did, yeah. did have 11 targets. I agree with you. 10, but I also 10 targets think, and receptions. I also think that was a comfort thing. Because we so also going to be a comfort thing when Dalton comes back. Uh, it, I mean, maybe, but again, though, you can't play him. I still think it'll be five weeks. If you need wins, if you're a number one, number two team, I agree with that. Yeah, that's fine. Make it work. You could probably get by. You might wind up being a third seed, you know, depending on your wins. But, um, yeah, but if you got but, seven, eight wins right now, hold Zeke. Do yeah. not, I mean, unless you're getting another top five, maybe trade him, but. If you got yeah. seven, eight, or eight wins, you're in the playoffs. I wouldn't even really worry about it right now. Yeah. Uh, let's move to another player. We're going to move a little quicker here now. Uh, my worry scale from, from – Oh, yeah, Zeke. Sorry, my, my worry scale on Zeke is seven. My, I'm, I'm changing mine to seven, too, from ten to seven, just because if Dong comes back, I could see him being a good PPR player. So, speaking of somebody coming back, we keep repeating that Michael Thomas is coming back. Elvin Kamara is on pace for 125 catches. Currently, he has 55 in seven games. But with Michael Thomas coming back, do you think that's a pace Kamara keeps up? He's the number one running back right now. Do you try to sell him at all? He's not allowed to get more than 81. He's not allowed to get more than 81. He's had that three years in a row. So, after 36 catches, he's done. 26 catches. No, I'm not, I'm not selling Elvin Kamara. He's the best running back right now. In yeah, no, I'm holding him. Would you trade him for CMC Plus? Do you think you can get that? If not, just for CMC straight up. I wouldn't do it for straight up. Um, there's no point. You're- I, there is a point, though. If, if CMC comes back and he can get over 25-plus a game like Davis was doing, I don't know if Kamara is going to. I don't want to trade the number one running back for a guy that just – Set out for two months. Coming off, that's coming off. Regardless of who it is, because Elvin Kamara is a guy. I know that Mike Davis played really well. They're not just gonna. Mike Davis is not just gonna disappear. Remember that he's gonna get at least ten carries a game. I don't know about that. I don't know. I I think Mike Davis is pretty much done. But I think I still. I don't know. I'm. I'm. Elvin Kamara is just. He's. He's on fire right now. I don't really want to. So worryometer zero. Who? On Kamara, zero. zero. Well, I don't know, zero. Negative, right. negative ten. Negative ten. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, Ronald Jones, surprisingly led ten. the league in in rushing yards in October. So we saw that fumble, which really was just a uh, unfortunate fumble, but he really was taken over by Fournette afterwards. So do we think that Rojo lost the job? I, he didn't – no, this is this is the worst backfield to own right now. Like, Ronald Jones surprised – me surprised everybody this year because he's been playing actually really good. And surprised me. Huh? Was that? He didn't fully surprise me. Well, you've, you've been a Rojo lover since he's coming out of the league. How dare you? I'm talking about people that haven't liked him, have been surprised by him. 
and really change their mind on him. And then the second Fournette comes in, it's like he loses his job. That, I don't know, that worries me. I still think it could be a one week it's Rojo, one week it's Fournette. I don't, I really don't know what to think about this backfield. I think it's the Tom Brady effect, guys. Every time a player in New England um, fumbled the ball, you kind of you kind of would see that player disappear. Yeah, we, all thought, Bruce Arians. we all thought we all thought that was Bill Belichick, but Tom Brady comes into comes into Tampa and Ronald Jones fumbles the ball and he he touches the ball two times the rest of the game. Yeah, it's also yeah. an Arians thing though. Bruce Arians has never And I think he I think Brady trusts Fournette more than Ronald Jones. Hundred percent agree with that. Fournette's better at the pass protection. I think he's gotten better at least two. And that's why he's going to lose the job right there. I yeah. I do I do like Fournette, and I agree with you there that you know I think Brady prefers Fournette, and that's why you saw that transition. Um, but I just with how good Ronald Jones has been, I just can't imagine them not giving. Him Ronald Jones can be can be the James White role in uh, in Tampa. Where he's not, where he doesn't get all, it doesn't get a bulk of the carries every game. Where he gets maybe you know 10, 10 targets and you know five carries or something. Whatever James White gets was getting in New England. Yeah, he could be. He could be. So I don't know. I think for right now you gotta you gotta temper expectations with Ronald Jones and keep an eye on Fournette because uh, I think that that would be an amazing role for him if he can become the main back. Uh, let's move on, though, to another running back that we thought would really have the big workload, had a lot of anticipation, Jonathan Taylor. Out of his 100 carries this year, only one of them have gone for more than 16 yards. And he only had 33% of his snaps last week. We saw Jordan Wilkins getting the touchdown. We saw Naeem Hines getting a couple of touchdowns. Uh, I just... Uh, you know, Frank Reich said he wasn't hitting the holes as fast as he'd like. Is Jonathan Taylor turning out to be a bust, or is he still going to have that breakout that you know people are still hoping for? I'd rather have Dobbins on my team than uh, than um, what are we talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, it's a Taylor. Yeah, I'd rather have Dobbins on there on uh, on my team, and Dobbins hasn't hasn't even. Well, Dobbins wasn't obviously the starter there, where we all assumed after after uh, Mac went down that Taylor would be the number one guy there in Indy. Where Dobbins, he's slowly becoming that number one guy, starting to get more carries. So, I, if if I had to pick between them two, I'm, I'd rather have Dobbins. Really? So, mm. are you? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking JT. I'm not saying I'm not saying I would trade Jonathan Taylor for Dobbins, but if if someone said, oh. If if you know someone told me you could have one one or the other going into the playoffs, I'd rather have Dobbins. Well, you got to get to the playoffs first. So for the next five weeks, listen, I'm not in last place in in any league. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, so you you're starting. uh, Was that Dobbins is playing against? Well, Indy's playing Baltimore this week. So are are you starting Dobbins or JT? Who's uh who's Dobbins playing? They're playing each other. Yeah, I'm taking. I'll, I'll start Dobbins. There's as long if Ingram's out, I'm strongly yep. considering playing uh, Dobbins over him. Wow, 
I think I, I think I'd still have to go JT. Um, but I, I, I'm I, not I, saying I hate JT. I mean, I, I, no, I right. I'm not saying I hate coming. you. No, I think no. the breakout's coming. You know, he's a we rookie. Just, he's he's a, he's acclimating to the NFL. You know, he's had a ton of pressure put on him when Mac went down. I feel like, and it's coming. He just needs to get in the groove. Yeah, I hope he does. Uh, he's only, I hope he does. But um, I don't know if he's going to be a top 15 running back the rest of the season. We'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, but another rookie that is certainly alarming me the last two weeks, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Will he be an RB1, do you think? I, I mean, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll save that one maybe for – actually, we'll ask it now. Do you think he'll be an RB1 the rest of season? Because he's only got 18 touches in the last two games, and Le'Veon Bell's got 15 touches. What a, what a joke. What a freaking joke that that has become. Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell couldn't go anywhere else. He had to go to freaking Kansas City. But, no, he's not going to be. It just – it, I don't know. I, I don't know. I After that Bills game, when Clyde Edwards-Hilaire went off, I literally thought, I was like, all right, Bell's not going to matter at all. And I was wrong. So I I am worried. I'm at a nine for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. A nine. Ooh. I, uh, I'm at a six, I think, right now because uh, he's still – I think that the, the last two games, it's just been rough. The weather kind of played a factor uh, last week, and then two weeks ago was just a big blowout. So maybe they were using Bell a bit more, it seemed, to maybe see what they have with him or maybe just take a little uh, break off of CEH. I think this week's going to be uh, a really big bounce-back game for him, at least I hope, against Carolina. We're going to see because if he's not getting the catches and it really winds up being Le'Veon Bell, yeah, you're darn right that that six is probably going to move up to a nine. Um, I'm not worried about Bell being there at all still. Really? I mean, if, if you go look at previous games and you look at uh, Daryl Williams, Darwin Thompson, they were averaging, averaging seven, eight touches combined a game. I mean, and just Bell's getting that now. I don't I don't really see – Bell hasn't ate into any of Clyde's work, I don't think. It's just Clyde, they haven't been running as much overall. And, you know, they're going to have their games where they are running a bunch, and – I think Clyde's going to get the majority of the work. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be a top five running back as he, he was drafted, but I mean, I'm... yeah, I mean, he played twice as many snaps as Bell, 33 to 17, but, and they played the Jets, so they blew him out. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little worried right now, but you have to start him if you have him. You have to draft capital. You just, you got to play him. Uh, our last player I want to talk about, Mark Andrews does not have a game with more than 60 receiving yards or six catches, but he's still the tight end seven in PPR. That Are doesn't worry me. Doesn't worry you? Uh, last year, the catches and the receiving yards were about that. I mean, he was he was a four to five to six catch kind of guy, 50, 60 yards, and it was the touchdowns. Uh, he's just, he's just not finding the, the end zone. Getting the touchdowns this year, so you should be worried. No, I'm saying I'm not worried about the yards and the catches. Oh, the yards, I was going to say. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then I was going in to say I'm worried about the touchdowns, but I think those those touchdowns are going to be coming his way going forward. He's he's a buy low candidate for me. I traded him. Not to me. Not to not to you is right. Should have. No, it's not a lead that you're in, but I traded him. Um, 
um, for Deshaun Watson and Parker for Mark Andrews. Keeper League, I'm going to keep uh, Deshaun Watson next year. Um, well, Keenan, while you're talking about it, tie that into Lamar Jackson because Lamar's a buy, buy low for me. So I like Andrews to turn it around, but I know you're not a big fan right now, Lamar. Um, let me pull up Lamar Jackson here. Hold on. And while Eric, you pull know, that up, uh, I, yeah, I want to say, yeah, you know, I just I think that that was another point is, you know, Lamar has been struggling a little bit, and I just think that that whole passing attack as a whole just turns it around in the back half of the season and, and uh, gets back. You, would, you would think so. I mean, it's just he, Lamar. It's not the same Lamar Jackson. Let's just say it, that. Uh, see, that's he, that's where he's not running more. He's not running more. He's running less. They're throwing the ball more, and the, where he got his fantasy points last year was was on his feet with his feet and they they're trying to convert him into a actual quarterback and he's struggling to I mean to complete the ball I mean he's got let's see here how many games does he have which is under 200 yards um so he the last one two three four Last four four out of five games have been all under 200 yards, and one of those games was under 100 yards um, passing. And he's thrown the ball 28, 21, 37, 27, 28 times, completed the ball 13, 16, 14, 15 times. You got to be worried about Lamar Jackson. Um, I will if, say I'm a little worried the past four games he's thrown four interceptions. Not that each too. game, but overall. It's it's interceptions, yeah. He's got he's got one, one, and the last game was two. He You his completion percentage is down from last year too, because he's throwing the ball more. And but he's throwing it farther. It does, yeah, but I mean, he's, if you're not complete, if you're completing 13 passes out of 28 attempts, you're you're gonna you're not gonna be. He is, but first of all, you're not gonna be. You're not gonna be a good fantasy option. Second of all, you're not gonna be a good quarterback in this league. You're not gonna have a starting job if you're completing 13 out of 28 passes. So I think what we need to readjust here is what we talked about earlier where quarterbacks are scoring a lot more this year because well see that's the thing Lamar Jackson he actually is he's not scoring more but this is what Lamar Jackson is he's a 200 yard passer that's what he does the rest is going to be through the ground he is on pace right now for 3,070 passing yards 27 touchdowns and nine picks last year he threw 3,127 and I don't think that oh, – sorry, I'm just looking at the air. Last he year, he's 327, 36 touchdowns, yes. So that's coming down, but we expected that regression. And this but, is where I said him and – McCaffrey was more because of, of – I, I said that he's probably going to get hurt because of the amount of t- touches he was getting, and look what happened. Well, Lamar Jackson, I knew this was coming, and that's why I said trade him because you're never going to be able to get the value that you could, you would have been able to um, last offseason with Lamar. But and, I don't think that and he's I mean, bad. There's, I mean, there's a couple of people that, that reached out to me and said, do you want Lamar Jackson? And I'd rather have a quarterback like Matthew Stafford on my, on my fantasy team right now. No, you wouldn't. Yes, you I wouldn't. would. Yeah, he's gonna turn it around. He's not Nobody even playing that bad. He's still on pace for almost a thousand rushing yards. Until he turns around. Uh, what he, quarterback would you not want that is on pace for almost a thousand rushing yards? He's just not doing the Russell Wilson historic pace right now, you know. And uh, I don't know. He he's gonna turn it around. He's a big buy low for me. Uh, but I think with that, we're gonna move ourselves on to trade the <laughs> trade him. We're gonna move ourselves on to the SS Stream Boat. 
Bon and voyage. Before we move on, I do no, want to bon say voyage. this. Before we move on, before your, your little voyage starts off, I want to say when Lamar Jackson was in college at Louisville, I loved him. Okay? This whole hate between me and Lamar Jackson became – started because everyone started started a BS with, with Josh Allen, him not being the accurate passer, blah, 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 and everyone being on, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson's you-know-what. And, and, I mean, come on. Hey, to me, to me, I – who would you rather have as your franchise quarterback right now? Quarterback. Between who? Allen and, and Jackson. Well, I mean, I would be picking Allen right now, but Lamar is making a lot of bad throws this year. So, I mean, if, if those throws that he made last year he was hitting on, he would be he'd be throwing uh, over 30 touchdowns on pace for right now. So, Streamboat, it is. Keenan, get I got, us another, started. I got another bold prediction. He won't be a starter in five years. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. He won't be tell, me, right. tell me your streams. Let us know all your streams. Just, just let yeah, us know. Go through all your streams. I, I, I can talk about Lamar Jackson for your, for hours. Your We're not going to. Move, and I running streams. back. All right. I, I did watch some football. Yeah, yeah, you got your quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Um, so my first quarterback is uh, Jake Lutton. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Jake Lutton, um, yep. Yeah, for, um, for Jacksonville. I mean, there just hasn't been that many great streamers this week. Um they said that Jacksonville's going to open up that offense, which I hope so, because I have a lot of deep DJ Shark and Robinson uh, stocks. And if they do, hopefully, hopefully this guy performs. But this week he's playing one of the worst defenses in the league. What what a great way to start off your career by playing um, Houston, um, who is ranked 22nd against quarterbacks. Uh, my second streamer, he's the running back for the New England Patriots, D- Damian Harris. I've been I've been hot and cold on on him the last few weeks uh but this week he's playing the j-e-t-s suck 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 um suck uh harris harris i mean he's seen he's seen about 11 carries per game in his three appearances this year he's averaging 5.4 yards a, a carry i think he he could rack up some yards against that um that jets defense i mean this isn't the same patriots offense for all, this isn't Tom Brady's Patriots offense. This is a Cam Newton run um, offense where they seem to run the ball a lot more than they throw it. So I'm, I can see Damian Harris light, lighting up the Jets. Uh, my next one, same thing with kind of hot and cold on Marvin Jones. I've had him in a few leagues, dropped him, added him again. Um, he's playing the Vikings this week. Um, like I said, you know, he, I'm sure a lot of people have added him and dropped him. Um, he had a couple bad games where he had single digits yards and back-to-back weeks. However, he's still a top uh, two pass catching weapon on that solid offense. And he, and he gets to take on the Vikings team. That's allowed the second most fancy points to wide receivers this year. And looks like uh, Galladay's not playing. So um, we'll see probably more targets. Just keep an eye on uh, Stafford. If he plays or not, that might, that might change your opinion. He's also got some favorable matchups coming up against Washington, Carolina, and Houston. And my last one is Logan Thomas uh, versus the Giants. In his past two outings, Thomas has caught at least a touch. He's caught one touchdown. Um, that includes the, the first game against the Giants in the division. Uh, he's starting to get uh, more and more, more and more targets. It feels like every week. So, um, which is which is good. And he's established himself as a red zone threat. So. I think they, I think Logan Thomas is great. Great streamer and tight end this week. 
I like him. I like him. I'm going to move us over. And my last one is Lamar Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez, Keenan. My quarterback is going to be Drew Locke at Atlanta Falcons. Uh, He had 248 yards and three touchdowns last week against the Chargers. Uh, He, you know, he's a little low on no Tim Patrick again, but he's got Judy. He's got Hamler uh, fan to be playing. And Atlanta gives us the most uh, the most fantasy points per game to the quarterback position, so it's going to be a nice shootout. Always is with the Falcons. Uh, I think he's going to have another similar game. Uh, running back, it's going to be Justin Jackson against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, had his best game of the season last week with uh, over twenty touch or totaling twenty touches. Uh, I think it's his backfield to lose. We saw Troy Main Pope come in and get more touches than Joshua Kelly, so I think Kelly's kind of uh, lost his way there. And uh, Vegas has allowed the most rushing touchdowns in the league. And the Chargers, uh, any any running back for the Chargers this season has been productive, whether it's been Kelly getting his 15-plus uh, touches or Jackson or when uh, Austin Eckler was healthy. So any running back on that offense with how Herbert's been doing, uh, we're going to, you know, I want, I want to play him. Wide receiver is going to be Cole Beasley against Seattle. Uh, I know he was a big letdown last week, but the weather just played a big factor in that game uh, with the Bills. But I think that it's going to be a big bounce back. They should be throwing the ball a lot, uh, and I think that it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout. So uh, Cole Beasley should see a lot over the middle. Be a nice relief for uh, for Josh Allen. My last one's going to be Trey Burton against Pittsburgh. Uh, I know that uh, Pittsburgh is a great defense, but uh, they do give up the 13th, the 13th uh, most points against the tight end. Uh, and, you know, he's been doing a lot in that offense. I talked about him last week uh, as my start or my uh, impress, but uh, he's going to be a good stream for me again this week. Uh, I think that uh, in the goal line, he's been doing really well. They've been using him in the wildcat and he's got another shot at a touchdown, uh, even though he may only have, you know, four or five targets. And that's going to be enough for me for my streams, Eric. Yeah, I'll head into mine here. Um, my quarterback's going to be Phillip Rivers going up against Baltimore. Uh, you know, I know Baltimore's defense is good, but, you know, they're one, number one against the run right now. And, you know, we were just talking about earlier how Jonathan Taylor's struggling, and I think that run game is going to struggle, and I think they're going to have to put the ball in the air. Um, for my running back, as we talked about earlier, I'm going Jordan Howard if he's active because I do think he's going to get the goal line work and some other work, and I'm really not a huge fan of Breda. Uh, My wide receiver is going to be Curtis Samuel. Uh, He's been kind of a polarizing guy the past couple of weeks. Uh, They're going up against the Chiefs, and, you know, I just think they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up. Um, You know, obviously DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are there, but – you know, Samuel's been getting a lot of work the past couple of weeks, and, you know, he's kind of having a little bit of a breakout. So I'm looking for him to continue that. Um, and then my tight end is Will Disley going up against the Bills. Uh, the Bills are one of the worst teams against the tight ends right now, and they're going to be doing everything they can to stop Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, if they even can. Um, so I think, you know, Russell Wilson might uh, have to rely on Disley a little bit there. But, All right. Uh, yeah, that wraps up mine. Beautiful. What a great voyage. <laughs> what a what? What a great voyage. Oh, it was a great voyage. Uh, <laughs> every week it's a great voyage. So just remember, everybody, uh, get all, all of your belongings, gather everything, make sure you don't leave anything uh, 
here on the boat. And I'm glad you enjoyed your trip. We'll see you next week. Doo -doo. You guys got you guys got to go on. What he said. Where do we got to go? Yeah, cruise. What was that? <laughs> yeah, I've never been on a cruise yet. I'm very excited for the day that I do. But can we get on five? <laughs> yeah, keep praying. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's move to it's our red... it's a little <laughs> steamboat. Steam <laughs> let's uh let's move on to our buy sell rest of season edition. Oh, this will be pretty fun, but we're just gonna give our our take on buyer selling. So we'll get it started. Uh we've been talking about Justin Herbert a lot. Currently he's the fourth quarterback at points per game. And he has at least 264 yards in each game, along with three touchdowns, at least three touchdowns in his last four games. And this has been at Tampa Bay, at New Orleans, home to Jacksonville, at Denver. Do you think he'll be a top five quarterback rest of season? You buying or selling that, Eric? I'm buying it. <laughs> um, he's That's been it. outstanding since uh, he's been in. Yeah, I love the kid. I'm Googling yeah. LA Chargers schedule before I answer this one. Oh, you don't even need to Google that. I got it for you right here, baby. I got I'm it. Always... All right. Um, Might as well tell the fam. So they got Miami, Jets, they got Buffalo. Raiders. They got Raiders this week. Oh, yep. Skipped them. Yep. They got Miami. They got the Chargers. They got the Bills, the Patriots, the Falcons, the Raiders, the, Bron the Broncos, and the Chiefs. I'm, I'm buying it. That schedule's weak. You having Herbert or Allen rest of season? Allen's schedule is rough. Um, as a franchise quarterback, obviously I want Allen right now, but um, for fantasy, I'm taking Herbert this year. Just just the base on the schedule. They play. He put. He plays the Jets. The Patriots are good. The Raiders give up a lot. I'm going Allen based off three things: schedule, oh. weapons, bye week. I said Herbert, right? I was going Herbert. No, I was going to say. All right, uh, go. I'm going I'm Herbert over Allen. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Herbert over Allen based off those three things. What What? what about the bye week? Uh, Herbert already yeah. had his. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, buy or sell. Joe Burrow leads – or Joe Burrow uh, will be a quarterback – I'm sorry. Messing up my buy or sell. Joe Burrow leads the league in pass attempts, and he's third in yards. Do you buy or sell that Joe Burrow – will throw for 5,000 passing yards. So current. He could throw 5,000 passing yards. Wow. You don't think he could throw for 5,000 passing yards? I'm... So he's on he's on pace right now for just under 4,500. Yeah, I'm going to sell it. Yeah, I'm going to sell it too. All right, how about this? Buy or sell 4,500. I'm going to sell it. He just doesn't get the touchdowns. I'm going to sell it. Okay, Eric. That's a lot of pace for He's on pace for forty-five. Right now, he's on pass. Right now, he's on pace for forty-five hundred forty-eight yards. I'm gonna sell it because I think the pass attempts come down a little bit going forward. Yeah, uh, I'm buying it. I don't think they're going down at all, and that man's just gonna be keep whipping it. He's a great quarterback. I'm also buying Justin Herbert top five rest of the season. Uh, Jarvis Landry will be a top twenty-four wide receiver after their buy. Had eleven targets last week. I'll buy it. Okay. More on the back end, though. Yeah, I, I guess I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I buy it. I guess I'm buying I, it. It's just, it's just tough. That Browns, 
That Browns team is a disaster. Yeah, but that's why he's gonna get the targets. Uh, somebody else having some target issues. Juju Smith-Schuster will be the top Pittsburgh wide receiver rest of season by or sell Keenan. I'm going to buy because Johnson can't stay healthy and uh, Claypool is so inconsistent. Yeah, I'll buy it. All right. We talked about this earlier. Uh, we already talked about the Bucks. Um, we'll, we'll pass the Bucks. So James Robinson will be better than Ezekiel Elliott rest of the season. Eric, I know you were buying that. How about yeah, you, Keenan? All right. I think we're all buying that one. Like I said, Zeke's fourth and Robbins is fifth currently in PPR. Uh, so Josh Allen will not be a top 10 quarterback rest of season. What is he? Sixth now? Right currently now? sixth. Oh, I will sell that. So I'm selling that he won't be top five, which means I think he will be top or top, top 10. 10. Yeah, I think, I think he will be top 10. So, yeah. all right. So I then think, you're selling it. Yep. I still, I, I think they get, they figure it out. They figure that all comes out. Okay. So Tyree Kill is currently on pace for 1,074 receiving yards. Do you buy or sell he'll top 1,000 yards? Of course Tyree Kill? Yeah. Oh, I buy he'll top it, yeah. You can sell. Uh, uh, I'm going to buy it. going to buy it because he's got to have some good games. Um, Lockett or Metcalf? Rest of season. Lockett is currently second. Metcalf is third. Metcalf. Lockett's got almost like 60% of his points in two games. So, I mean, I just he's still, I would, he's still wide receiver. He too. only has he only because Metcalf is way more consistent, and Lockett only has one more fantasy point than him. He, consistent, maybe, but he's getting not anywhere near the targets that Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say anywhere near, but he's not. Yeah, getting, but he's getting he's getting better targets. Yeah. So, sense. or he's I'll, getting uh oh, he's getting know. deeper targets. That's what I'm. Yeah, but I want to. He's like. So he's got. He's getting those money targets. I don't know if that's. Yeah, he's only got four less. He's only got four less than Tyler Lockett, sixty-three to fifty-nine. But it's the touchdown. DK's got seven, leading the league. He has six hundred eighty yards. I think you have to buy Metcalf because it seems like a lot more cornerbacks or defenses are targeting Lockett more. That's why they're kind of rotating every week. They keep switching. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go Metcalf. What about uh, Kyler Murray? Will rush for one thousand yards. He is currently on pace for 999 yards. Sell. Yeah, sell. I'm buying it. They are not stopping. That's why it's hurting Kenyon Drake. Uh, Evans or Godwin rest of season? Kenyon Drake hurt himself. Kenyon Drake's hurt himself, yeah. (laughs) He is not getting any passes. He is not getting the goal line. Yeah, but he's – Kyle Murray is. Imagine if he was, though. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Or imagine if Chase Edmonds gets it all. All right, keep going. Edwin's, Evans or Godwin? Evans. Oh, yeah, Godwin just so beat up. I want uh, If Godwin was healthy, it'd be Godwin. I'm just going to go Evans. I'm going to go Evans too. Justin Jefferson or T. Higgins? I feel T. like... Higgins. I, I feel like... Kirk, Kirk Cousins kind of found, a, found his, you know, his mojo a little bit. But I'm gonna go with Higgins. You know me, I'm going Jefferson. Yeah. Uh Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb might be coming back week ten next week after the bye. Who you have rest of the season? Chubb. Oh, the Browns are on bye this week. Correct. Nick Chubb might be back next week, huh? Oh okay. yeah. I'm taking Nick Chubb if he's back. <laughs> 
Man, you guys are making this easy. Yeah, I guess we'll go Nick Chubb. I thought you guys would say Kareem Hunt, honestly. Why? Because you both love Kareem Hunt, and you know he was already doing well when Chubb was in. No, 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 no. I love we only, the injury. You only think we loved him because you loved Dearness Johnson, and we told you you were wrong yeah. about that. No, no, no. This was even when Chubb, <laughs> no, was, no, even no, when no. Chubb yeah. was playing. Johnson's going to be the next Chubb, he said. <laughs> the next Chubb. I don't think those were the words. That one carry for seven yards. I had me, he had me fooled. I started him in a flex spot. I, so I think he had, a, he had a lot of people fooled, that darn Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> let's uh all right that, that'll wrap up the buy or sell let's let's close it out here with our impress or stress our impress and stress eric start us off with your impresses uh yeah one second pull it up here uh so my number one impress we just mentioned his name chase edmonds going up against the dolphins um i think it's pretty obvious you know he's been he's been really good with the touches he's been given this year and uh uh Kenyon Drake is not going to be playing. Um, so I think he's going to have a real good game there. Um, my second one is Stefan Diggs. Um, I'm not worried about him. I know we were talking before, and, you know, I know some people are a little bit worried about him because the past couple games they're a little bit worried about Josh Allen. Um, but, you know, they're going up against the Seahawks who are just letting people throw all over them. Not only that, I think the Bills are going to have to throw the ball to, to keep up with the Seahawks. Um, so I think Diggs is going to have a real nice game. Um, and then my third one, kind of predicting a little bit of a breakout here, going with Jerry Judy against the Falcons. You know, it, it, it's clear that the Broncos, they want to get him involved, and, and you know, he, he's still getting some targets. And, you know, along with the Seahawks, you know, the Falcons are, are going to be putting up some points, you would think. Um, so, so, yeah, I think they're going to have to rely on him a little bit in the past game. I like that Jerry Judy call. I believe, if I saw correctly, he led the league in air yards last week. So, yeah. you know, they're going to – the ball's got to start falling in his hands. Uh, I went running back heavy this week. I don't know how that happened. I just was – I was looking at a lot of players, and the way I was I was, I was was uh, looking at some schedules, and I, I kind of just did them all individually and realized, wow, I got all running backs, but I'm sticking with them. My first one's Derrick Henry, uh, and he's playing Chicago – Chicago has a great pass defense, and I think Tennessee is going to do their, their usual where they're going to try and control the clock and ground and pound, uh, especially when Chicago doesn't have that great of a passing offense. So uh, I think that they're going to be able to do that successfully where Derrick Henry can possibly have another 100-yard, two-touchdown game. Uh, Ronald, Ronald Jones had over 100 yards. The Rams running backs combined for over 100. Uh, Kamara had over five yards per carry. So I think it's going to be a really, really great day again for Derrick Henry. James Conner versus Dallas Cowboys. Uh, all starting running backs this season that have faced Dallas have averaged either over 4.6 yards per carry or scored a touchdown. Everyone besides Todd Gurley. Now, Dallas averages, or uh, they allow the most rushing yards per game with over 170. Uh, we've seen Pittsburgh uh, has been leaning sometimes on the run game with, you know, Ben Roethlisberger only threw the ball for like 23 times or something uh, one of the other weeks, but James Conner is, he hasn't really had that, uh, that amazing game yet this season. Uh, he's topped hundred yards three times, but I think this could be a game where he, he really blows it up. Uh, James Robinson versus Houston is my last one. Uh, Houston allows over 165 yards a game and the Jaguars are starting rookie Jake Lutton as Keenan was mentioning about earlier since Minshew is hurt. So I think they're going to struggle to pass the ball 
Uh, so I think they're going to want to rely on the run game a bit and try and keep Deshaun Watson off the field as much as they can. There you are. They allow the third most points Houston does to running backs. So I think James Robinson has a 20 plus touch week. Keenan, your turn. You know, you stole all three of mine, right? Those were, ah. all, those were all going to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, went, my first two were wide receivers and I went a quarterback. Um, my first one's Terry McLaurin. Uh, scary Terry. He's playing the Giants. He's had a, I mean, he just keeps getting a, racking up targets. No matter who the quarterback is, he's had uh, double digit targets in the last four games this, in uh, four games this year. I'm sorry, um, including three of the last four. Um, so, you know, I love Terry McLaurin in all types of uh, fancy football leagues, dynasty redraft. Don't matter who the quarterback is, he's starting to kind of remind me of. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh. Let's save that for another time. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of his name right now, and I don't want getting late Odell. here. Who? Odell? No, not Odell. Um, he played for Houston this last year. He got traded. What the hell is his name? Yeah, Jay Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, why can't I think of Hopkins' name? He just – Hopkins used to have – Oh, wow. He played with some really bad um, quarterbacks, and he put up fantasy points no matter who was throwing them the ball, and Terry McLaurin's doing the same thing now. Uh, Marvin Jones versus Minnesota is my second one. I mentioned, you know, um, I I think he's going to have a great game. Uh, Kenny Galladay's out this week. Um, he had a great week last week, almost had 20 fantasy points. Um, and he's playing the Vikings, def- Vikings defense. So it was allowed 15 touchdowns to re- two receivers um, this, this season. And then last but not least for me is Justin Herbert playing the Raiders. Um, Herbert, had, we, we've talked about him too. He's, played amazing since since the doctor uh, decided to um, stab Tyrod. Um, so that's another good matchup for him. The Raiders have allowed just over 20 fantasy points per quarterback, and I see Justin Herbert continuing that. Keep it up, Herbie. Keep it up. All right, let's move on over to uh, our stressed here. I'll, I'll get us moving with that one. Uh, Mark Andrews, it pains me to say, he is playing at the Colts, the – Best defense against tight ends. They have not allowed a touchdown uh, all season yet to a tight end. And as we mentioned earlier, Andrews has not topped 60 yards. So he could get a touchdown to save the day. He's got five already. But uh, I think if anything, it's maybe more like a four catch for 50 yard and a touchdown day. So that's really going to save you. But if not, you know, you're looking at maybe under 10 points. Uh, DJ Chark versus Houston. I kind of just mentioned this with my Jake Lawton worry. Uh, DJ Chark hasn't topped 50 yards since week four. Uh, he had only 16 yards against Houston when they played in week five. So, I mean, without Minshew, I'm really finding it hard pressed to play DJ Chark. Uh, you know, LaVisca Chenault as well. My, one of my loves is a worry for me too. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is my third one. We, we have been alluding to Zeke, uh, talked about him earlier. Like, uh, like I said, but I just I don't know what's going to happen. This rotation uh, from quarterbacks is just keep going and going. None of it is helping him. Hopefully Dalton comes back and it does, but he's got a rough going this week against Pittsburgh. They only allow 97 rush yards a game. And I don't think that, you know, maybe Dallas will try in the beginning to lean on on the run game because I believe they got Zach Martin. They got a couple of linemen coming back, but I don't think they're going to be able to do it. So not when not with nine people in the box. The yeah. Yeah, they're they're gonna make uh, the Steelers' defensive line is gonna make make Zeke have a rough day. Yeah. Um, so 
for me, I got Jonathan Taylor as my first one playing the Ravens. He's losing touches to Jordan Wilkins. Uh, Taylor only saw 39% of snaps last week. Um, I know Rivers mentioned in his press conference that Taylor might be injured, but um, Indy's coach said that he's not happy with the way Taylor's running. So I don't see I don't see that changing this week where he gets more than Wilkinson more than carries that Wilkinson will get. Um, also, the Ravens have allowed the fewest point, fantasy points to running backs this season. So. Um, Amari Cooper versus Steelers. I mean, Cooper Rush is a quarterback, an upside there. Um, I have Amari Cooper in one of my leagues, and he will not be starting this week for me. And last but not least, um, I guess that trade between you and I, Antonio, kind of, you know, equaled out. Um, uh, Gallup for Mike Gesicki. Um, You got Gallup, obviously, and I got Mike Gesicki. Uh Mike Gesicki is my third uh, stress this week. You just don't know where this offense is going with Tua. Um, Tua struggled last week, completing passes, threw for under 100 yards. Um, I mean, the Cardinals aren't a tough matchup, but they're not a pushover either. So until we figure out what this offense is going to be in Miami with with Tua, I'm try, I'm going to stay away from Gesicki. Um, I wanted to put Parker in here today, and the only reason I didn't put Parker in there is just – I, I feel like I feel like Parker has proved that no matter who the quarterback is, he'll find a way to make an impact. Where Mike Gesicki's had multiple games where he hasn't shown up this year. So, yeah, and I don't understand it. He's got two games where he's got six, like more than six targets, and yeah. in those two games, he's got ninety plus yards. Yeah, I'm not sure why they aren't throwing him the ball. To yeah. Tua, that defense was great last week. Yeah. Uh, Tua, Tua didn't look so great. Um, Devontae Parker tough, only was a tough teams to. Get your first. Group. I mean, it it was it was, but you know, Demonte Parker, he does scare me. He only had the one catch for three yards mm. in that touchdown, but um, but I think yeah. I think Parker figures it out um, faster than Gesicki would. Um, like he I said, I I think Parker has showed over the years that I mean, how many quarterbacks have, has he played for? Tannehill, Tannehill uh, Fitzy, and now Tua, and I and he he became he was pretty good with Tannehill and. Uh, Fitzpatrick, so Jay Cuddy, yeah. Jay Who? Cuddy, yeah, Jay Cuddy. <laughs> All right, Eric, a couple of your stress, uh, your stresses. Yeah, bring us home, Eric. Yeah, here we go. Um, <clears throat> so my uh, first one is going to be Sterling Shepard. I know he came back off injury, had a was playing good, but um, he's going up against the Washington football team who. Everyone thought it was going to be the worst team in the league, but they're actually one of the best defenses. Um, they're actually through the air. They're only letting up on average 132 yards and less than half a touchdown. Um, so they're playing really good against the pass this year. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think, you know, just Daniel Jones is struggling. The whole offense is struggling. Um, I could easily see the Giants losing this game. Um, although their defense has been playing decent. Um, so the, I will say that, but my second, uh, stress is the entire Bucks backfield going up against the saints. Uh, everyone knows the saints are extremely good against the run. Uh, not only that, is it going to be Rojo? Is it going to be Fournette? We really don't know. They could easily just completely split it down the line. Um, so I'm trying to avoid that backfield for at least this week. Uh, and then my third one is Corey Davis. Uh, he's been kind of polarizing this year. You know, he's been having 
having a good year. I guess some could call it a breakout. Um, but yeah, he he's going up against the Bears, who are actually second against the uh, pass right now. Um, they're letting up a little bit more yards than Washington at 148 per game, but they're only letting up a quarter of a touchdown through the air per game. Um, so they're they're also uh, playing very good against the uh, the pass as well, and I think the Titans are going to struggle a little bit through the air this week. So, yeah, that's it for me. All right, there it is. That's all the impresses and all the stresses, all the cleanups and all the messes. We took care of it all today, I think, right? You're reaching. You're reaching with these segment uh, <laughs> yeah. openers and culters. <laughs> all right, maybe, maybe I'll have to delete that part. I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. Got to keep, right. keep the dad jokes we, flowing. Uh, one thing before we go, uh, halfway point, halfway point um, of the fantasy football season or, or the football season, who's your MVP so far, fantasy-wise? Ooh. Or how about this? What, I mean, which, I think it has which, to be which player has saved you in a team where, where uh, none, none of mine, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think you have to go with like Russell Wilson, right? I mean, he yeah. he was like the fifth quarterback, fourth quarterback, and yeah, I guess if we or or a Seahawk. Yeah, I was gonna. Say yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say if, if we're skipping quarterbacks, I would go with DK. You know, I. You know who saved me is Aaron Jones when uh, Barkley went down and I had Aaron Jones in my RB2 and he quickly became an RB1. I mean, he's an RB1 in, in a lot of a lot of players, a lot of teams, but I was lucky enough to scoop him up as my second-round pick and, and he saved me in our big league. So Yeah, I mean, James Robinson's a big one for yeah. being free agent. Kamara. A, yeah, but he was he was up he was like you know he was an early pick so, I mean yeah, yeah he's doing great but true, um all right well yeah. that was a good one but uh, yeah that's gonna close everything out for us thanks so much for everyone uh, that that's here listening with us uh, make sure again that you're following us on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF make sure you're checking us out on YouTube as well with that being said I think that's that's done guys so Mafia out.